Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello, listeners. We're glad that you have tuned into our podcast today, and we are going to be talking about preparing your vehicle for winter. Winter is upon us. The official start of winter is going to be Monday, December 21st, 2020. But for some of you, winter has already come, and we need to get those vehicles ready. We do have some special guests in the studio today, and I'm going to throw it over to Mark. Mark, who do we have today? We've got Richard and MJ Jones. That's Emily Jones. We call her MJ. Both of them are professional law enforcement officers. And I've had the pleasure and privilege of working with and for Richard for nine months, I believe it was, when I had first come to the department. I was on his shift for a while. Had a lot of fun there. Richard grew up as a country boy, and our backgrounds are quite similar in some of those areas. Started hunting as small kids, don't remember not shooting. We're glad to have them with us today. And MJ, she just kind of tolerates, is that a good word? Puts up with Richard. And, uh, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like me, he married uphill and is definitely the better half of this organization that they call marriage. Good to have you guys with us today. Thank you for having us here today. Yes, yes. Well, on our topic today, and let's go ahead and get to that, uh, we're talking about winterizing your vehicle, getting your vehicle ready to to go and first thing would be to have antifreeze. Yes, I would even say uh, basic level, whether it be winter or whenever, just basic car pre-flight checklist if you want to make one. The, That's the, a good flu- way to the put fluids it. and air pressure. That's a good way to put it. Tire pressure, fluids. Krista mentioned one this afternoon, the electrical. Make sure all the lights yes. are working. Seems- Especially now that it gets dark at 4.30. It's very obvious there's some folks driving around out there that do not realize that they've got a headlight out, they've got a taillight out, and I've seen drivers that just don't have their headlights on at all. That's really dangerous, mm-hmm. especially on these uh, mornings right before the sun is up good. It's after sunrise, but it's not yet daylight, so to speak, or maybe it's daylight, but not yet sunrise. I guess I had that backwards. And it's hard to see these vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. What else would you check? Uh, oil. You get the oil changed as needed. Transmission fluids. Wipers. Having those wipers. We've had a lot of rain. We've had some frost. We've had some freeze on the windshields. You got to make sure those wipers are working good. Freeze uh, on the windshield. Got to have some frost. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, and also to check battery. A lot of times batteries can go dead. And... Uh, I keep a jump box. I actually have learned how to use a jump box, and it's very easy. You don't need another vehicle. You just hook that jump box up to the battery, and you are in business, and I like that. And that kind of takes us to where we're going to go with this, is things that we can carry in our vehicle to be prepared for winter emergencies. There's some things that we need to be carrying, and a lot of these things can go in the trunk of the car, behind or under the seats in a pickup. Or uh, as my old 1995 pickup uh, has a covered bed, a lockable covered thing. Now, I think the two of you had a good story about winter emergencies uh, (laughs) when you went to get married. It was funny. MJ was saying earlier that Richard carried more stuff than he did clothes. Y'all tell that story. 
Okay, well, we were packing to leave to go get married. We got married up in Niagara Falls in the middle of winter, and it was snowing, and which we'd only, we hadn't been dating too long. We've known each other for a long time, but we hadn't been dating that long. And we started packing for the trip, and I was packing all my cute outfits to wear. And he's over there, got his camo bag, and was packing the toilet paper, the bottled water, paper towels, bungee cords. And I, I turned and looked at him, I was like, what are you doing? Don't you need to be packing your clothes? And he was like, no, we got to take this. We're going up north for, and it's winter. We got to have all this stuff. And I was like, come on, we got to go. And so he continued packing, took more supplies than clothes, which I guess worked out for him. And on the way home, we hit winter storm. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is actually a good idea. Cause I was like, what have I married into? I was thinking that I would be able to prove my point when right after we were married, the the minister told us that if if we were going to get back to Alabama anytime soon, we better leave and we better leave now. Oh, wow. So we cut it a day short oh. and it's still the trip home. The way we were going to go was interstates were shut down. So we had to go a long way and our 13 hour drive turned into 22 hours. Phew, golly. See, that's the thing is that there's people out there that do not believe things will happen to you. They don't plan. They don't prepare. And you certainly didn't expect this to happen. But guess what? It happened. Yeah, They weren't calling for it. It came out of, <laughs> it, it it came out out of nowhere. nowhere. And I was, I guess I was always been the least prepared and he's always been the overprepared and kind of made me a believer at that point. More things have happened along the ways, but... So during this 22-hour 22 hour ordeal, were you finding that you were utilizing some of these things that you had brought with you, uh, the, the items that you had so desperately needed? You know, we, we didn't use everything, thankfully, because, you know, like you said, I, I had a pretty, uh, pretty thorough pack, everything from, you know, a roll of duct tape and toilet paper to uh, a blowout kit if, you know, if we had to perform some ditch medicine <laughs> on, on the side ditch of the interstate. Medicine. So. Which, definitely, if we wouldn't have gotten a heads up from the locals, we oh, would have yeah. been we, sitting we, on the interstate we, we the other way. Been, we would have been sitting on the interstate in a traffic jam that had about three feet of snow dumped on it yeah, in it about been, four or five hours. Lake effect snow. Mm -hmm. That is nuts. It the, happened quickly. You don't want to be using the stuff that you carry to be prepared to survive in a ditch in the snow oh, no. for days. <laughs> But there's so many things that you can carry. Well, let's talk about some of the things that we ought to be carrying in our vehicles. What what would be something you would think of right off? Are we specific to winter? You're talking about just winter or just all the time? Well, some of these should be in there anyway. Okay. And we've covered some of these in the past, but jumper cables comes to mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Flashlights. Flashlights. And I was raised under the adage, uh, my father, my grandparents, the old adage of two is one and one is none. So, right. so don't just have, you know, there's always at least two, three, maybe even four of everything that we carry with us, if, if it's within reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was thinking of something earlier in the thought of flashlights. And I read an article the other day about a couple that slid off of a ditch and they were in a snowbank and it took three days for them to be found. State trooper finally noticed that some mailboxes had been knocked down and he got out to identify why that happened. And I was thinking a good high intensity flashlight is good for signaling, but if you're going to have to use that vehicle for a shelter, 
you might need a low intensity light for inside. You don't need a thousand lumens inside the car to see that you're opening up a pack of beef jerky, something like that. So flashlights and then obviously extra batteries. Extra batteries. Um, battery packs. Battery packs. We have lots of battery packs. Char- charging, charging banks. And the thing is, we're all familiar with this stuff, but to the people who aren't, you don't have to go out and, and spend a month's salary to get the basic necessities. Between between uh, any gas station in any of these 50 states and any of the chain auto parts stores, or major box retailers, you can get the basic necessities. I mean, you, you can spend $10, $20 and, and get the bare minimum of what you should have. Right. Which a lot of the stuff we've gotten lately has been clearance and whenever they do sales on stuff, stock yeah. up on stuff during that. Because mm-hmm. we've come across a lot of stuff recently that's been really good priced, just catching it on sale. Absolutely. Yeah, we ran into a pack of like four emergency blankets for like a couple of bucks. And it, like you said, it was on clearance. Mm-hmm. Well, those need to go home with us. Yeah. We yeah. found light sticks. Two for a dollar. Recently, we found like 24 and I think 36 count battery packs. We didn't go looking for battery packs, but you've got to learn to keep your eyes open for, you know, if you're shopping for A and B catches your eye because B would be a good prepper item and it happens to be on sale and you know you're going to need AA batteries and you know you're going to need AAA batteries. And they, they may not be the name brand, but they're batteries. I'd rather have a Bobo battery than none at all when I need one, so... Uh, we picked some of that up too, as well. Okay, what else? Uh, you you uh, you referenced beef, uh, like a piece of beef jerky. I was thinking about. I'm always thinking about food. I'm sort of food obsessed. <laughs> if I, and whether it's emergency or not, I'm going to have some kind of non-perishable snacks in the car. And I have learned from experience. I know what it's like to be, you know, stranded for seven hours in a traffic jam and have nothing to eat or drink. That happened to me once and never again. Funny thing was, she didn't think about her get-home bag that was in the back of the car that she could have crawled across the seat, and there was food in there. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need to think about what we actually have Mm -hmm. with us. And if it's not something that's designed to solve the problem, what do we have that we can use to solve the problem? Which keeping food and snacks and drinks is very important to me, being diabetic. So I always have a plethora of snacks and something to drink with me because there's been times even at work getting stuck somewhere and not able to leave and blood sugar drops or something you know i've got to have something and something quick Mm -hmm. and which he's always making fun of me because my vehicle at work i carry everything in there and he's always like you don't need all that stuff for what i was doing i'm like you never know so i always carry snacks you never know i surprised an investigator one day he said we're gonna need a set of bolt cutters to cut that lock off of that they were recovering stolen property and i said you need a set of bolt cutters he said, do you have a set? I said, is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> so I went to my car, my patrol car, and I pulled out a set of bolt cutters and we cut the lock off. If I've ever needed it, I probably have it in that patrol car. And a fishing rod can always be used as an evidence retrieval device. Absolutely. I never thought about that. That's clever. That's very clever. Okay, so we're at non-perishable snacks like beef jerky, uh, peanut butter, or cheese crackers. 
I even thought about taking, you know, they still make those little miniature boxes of cereal. Mm-hmm. You know, dry cereal can be a great snack if you're starving. So, and it's a small package. And so I used to eat good. more frosted flakes right. dry than I did with milk. Oh, oh, dry frosted flakes. Yeah. I would take some right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here's something to think about. We were talking about flashlights, obviously, for illumination inside the vehicle. But what about something like these LED flares or emergency flares so that you can be seen or spotted i've never used them but maybe some of you have so you know what i want to jump in there well you've got some experience with like the led pop-up and collapsible traffic cones yes tell us about that those are awesome i actually i had some i thought they were just collapsible cones and after i got them out and started messing with them for an event at work found out they lit up and I was actually concerned because where I was having to put them, it was, there was no lights at all. And I was thinking cars are going to hit them. It's not going to serve their purpose, but they actually, those were awesome. That helped out a whole lot. Even the reflective triangles to have, if you're broken down on the side of the road. I saw those, a truck had pulled over to the side of the shoulder, but not much of a shoulder, but I noticed he had set three triangles behind his truck. And I saw them because of the light reflecting on those triangles. And I thought, well, thank goodness. I'd have never seen that truck without those triangles. Even the old fire flares, but be careful. Be careful using those around an accident. Right. You you may have gasoline leaking. So if you're going to use the old fire-type flare, railroad fusee type, go back up the road about 40 yards, 50 yards. And if, it's, if the wreck is uphill from where you're going, go further than that. Don't make matters worse. And we're talking about getting stuck in the snow. Now, this is something that in the south, even though we are in the north of Alabama, we still don't need uh, something to dig out of the snow if we're out somewhere. Thing about North Alabama snow, just give it to 10 or 11 o'clock and it's usually gone, with <laughs> the exception of about four years ago when it dropped a couple of inches of ice on us. But uh, And that's when it's time to stay home if you possibly can. But it's not a bad idea to carry something in case you get stuck to dig out of a snowbank. Carry some cat litter for traction. If you're on something, you've got a spot of ice that one wheel won't catch, you can put some cat litter on there. Now, you mentioned ditch medicine a while ago. A good first aid kit. That's something that we need to have bad weather, good weather all the time. All the time. Especially for those accident prone. Well, and a lot of folks travel with children. So not only a first aid kit, but maybe take uh, include in your kit things like child approved nausea medicines, tummy medicines, cold medicine, the things that are appropriate for your children, your babies, your infants, or your older folks. Just consider you may be gone longer from home than you intend to be, and you may need to make sure that you've got any prescription medications that might need to be taken like at 8 o'clock at night. You think you're going to be home? Well, what if you're not? Maybe you need to go ahead and get that medicine. I have learned that. All my medicines for the day travel with me mm-hmm. everywhere I go because I've been caught without expecting to be home five, six hours later, just getting home, missed a dose. So mm-hmm. everything for the day goes everywhere with me. That is smart planning. I'm stacking up. I always take way more than what I need because I'm, I'm like worried about running out of that. That's but, you thing. know, and it gives you peace of mind, really, when you think about that because you, you know you've left home prepared. And that you don't have that to panic over. Mm-hmm. And that if should something happen, it keeps your stress level way, way down. And I think in an emergency situation, cool, clear heads should rule. What else uh, would y'all think we need to be carrying in the vehicle? How about a glass brake and seatbelt cutter? 
Ah, uh, yes. And, yeah. and then they come in those little nice package multi-tools with the glass breaker, seat belt cutter, all, yeah. all that good stuff right there. It doesn't take up a lot of space. You can throw it in the glove box or, or wherever you keep items like that, and it'll always be there. There's one of those in each of our vehicles out there, and you can get those things now, the, the glass brake and the seatbelt cutter, for 6 or $7. Mm-hmm. We got everybody in the family one for Christmas a few years ago. It just we've been secretly giving them prepper items. <laughs> and, it's not uh, so much of a secret anymore. They almost come to expect what pro- I'll say prepper at items the beginning. Getting. They probably don't even realize. They're like, oh, this is a neat tool to have. Mm-hmm. They realize you're prepping. Right. And I, I can say this now since, well, we've delayed our family get-together. So I better not say that yet of what I got them this year. I'll tell y'all after we get through. But it's it's one of those sneaky prepper tools that uh, we did a podcast episode recently on sneaky gifts. Sneaky gifts sneaky, for your non-prepper family. Members. Right, sneaky yeah. prepper gifts for yeah. your non-prepper family. But they have come to see that some of this prepping stuff is not so much the crazy old guy with the COVID. They got the idea that it's a good idea to have toilet tissue and extra food extra food and pretty much anything you Water. need to live for three or four weeks because we've been in this nine months now so far and some folks are so compromised that they don't need to be going to the store right and with the delivery delays right now you can't depend on ordering it from amazon and getting here in time for what you need and it's like one lady down the coast the hurricane was coming and it was going to be there in a couple of days and she said she wasn't worried. She just ordered everything she needed from Amazon. Well, Amazon wasn't going to come in there and deliver during the hurricane. Guess what? A hurricane hit. Nobody's coming through. Well, and when you know we we hit the the famous toilet paper shortage mm-hmm. uh, several months ago because I like to buy the bales of oh, toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We we were completely fine. I mean, I was taking toilet paper to people. We, had, <laughs> we still have the yeah. toilet paper from that bill. Same has, bills. It, it we has, did not do any panic toilet paper buying. No. no <laughs> yeah, I buy it 900 rolls at a time. I think the only thing I panicked over was to, um, paper towels and really didn't need them, but it... Mm-hmm. I panicked because I thought we didn't have enough, but paper towels are one of those things that are good to have, but... You can make substitutes for paper towels yeah. a lot better than you can make substitutes yes. for toilet tissue. Right. <laughs> now, there are substitutes, and you know a lot of preppers have a lot of ways, but we don't want to go back to the outhouse days if we don't have to. I like keeping my socks on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of clothing... That's another area I think we might want to talk about too. And when you're, especially for wintering, winterizing the vehicle, if instead of winterizing the vehicle, prepare to be in that vehicle. And beyond those Mylar emergency blankets, I think we also need to think about extra actual items of clothing, such as coats, jackets, mittens, gloves, scarves, real blankets. You may have to bundle up. You may not want to run your heater. You know, to save fuel, you may have to really wrap up. So, uh, And even if you are stuck, keep in mind that you only need to run that engine and heater for about 10 minutes to 15 minutes out of every hour. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do feed carbon monoxide right. back into the vehicle. Right. And carbon crack monoxide will kill you. Yeah. yeah. I always crack the window somewhere a little bit, even if you're running heat. But yeah, extra, extra winter-type clothes. Uh, just take that with you. And whenever we're going on our trip... 
I was prepping because I was packing all the clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're prepping and didn't realize. Yes, that. absolutely. One yes. of one of my favorite, and you'll probably know this term, and that's the wooby. Yes, yes. Um, that is the the liner. It's a quilted liner. It's a poncho liner. The camo poncho yes, liner. Those are remarkably warm. They, they are. They're you, wonderful. You can roll up and make a sleeping bag out of that mm-hmm. thing. They're just so handy to have. Uh, wool blanket is a good thing to have. See, to, to me, nothing nothing warms better than wool. Some people mm-hmm. some people don't like it. I understand that. It's 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 not the softest thing on earth. It can be a little itchy, but when you're freezing, when you're freezing, <laughs> that that od green wool blanket mm-hmm. that's going to be your most prized possession right there. And they're not that expensive that's at nice. a military surplus. Oh store. no, no, I mean. They're not. I'll say you can usually find those for pretty cheap because nobody wants them <laughs> for everyday use. Well, right. I'll, I'll take it further than that. I mean, I love my wool Jeep caps. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always have one with me. I, they're not the most fashionable thing, but as someone that wears glasses a lot of times, um, the fashionable you know beanies that that everybody makes, the latest breathable moisture wicking fabric with wearing glasses a lot of times, especially if they don't if, if they're not a perfect fit. I have found that, you know, they cause my glasses to fog up. I, right. I have to be able to see, but uh, Jeep caps don't do that. That's practical. And they're warm. And they're warm. Yeah. The wool, wool Jeep caps, uh, the old uh, pile caps. Of course, I also love those OD green wool socks that, you know, go up to your knee. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I think I probably have a pair on right now. <laughs> it was a little chilly today. It, it, it was. It was. Or what Mark would call it's hunting socks. You, yes, uh, hunting what kind socks. of socks when you're sitting in the shooting house all day? I've been wearing my hunting socks and my hunting underwear <laughs> every day to work. Yeah, we've uh, for, for for some folks we've actually had some mornings in the twenties uh, this 20s. week, and the wind chill. One day this week, the wind chill kept our temps in the thirties, never even hit forty. Yeah, one morning it was 22 degrees with a 10-mile-an-hour wind, and I was out directing traffic for 45 minutes in it. And I learned if your face gets cold enough, you forget about how your fingers are hurting. <laughs> that is true. Right. So, And that head is an area that we lose a lot of heat from, so something we need to protect there. Anything else y'all can think of that we need to be carrying in the car as we prepare for winter? Well, back to you know earlier when I was talking about just the the normal maintenance items. Uh, check your spare tire. Make sure you have spare tire, the jack, jack handles. You know how many times have we come across someone or found ourselves in that situation where you know we have a spare tire, but we start looking through there. Well, we we're in the spare vehicle. From from the fleet we had to pick up because I know everything's in my in my vehicle, but didn't check this you know this spare vehicle and then well we got the spare tire but there's no jack there's no jack handle just mm-hmm. make make sure you you have those things and the way you know the vehicle manufacturers are today they're not in universal spots anymore know where they are and how mm-hmm. to get to them right. and not only that but know how to get the spare tire down. The way they're jacked up in there. I ran into a lady on the interstate one day and she had a flat tire. I was going to help that, actually going to change the tire for them. Getting it jacked up, getting the lugs off, no problem, because I carried my own floor jack. I carried my own four-way lug wrench, which is easier than trying to find theirs. But we wound up having to take the owner's manual out of her vehicle for me to be able to find out that down here in the bottom of the trunk 
in a hidden compartment was a nut the same size as a lug nut and that's what let the the tire down to where you could get it otherwise there was no way to get it and it was nowhere obvious to be able to find it which one thing think about checking i ran into my vehicle at work was the special funnels to put gas in some of the newer cars because the new gas cans with the lock or the the notch on them it doesn't get far enough down in there to put gas and I may or may not have run out of gas in a pursuit one day. and But you didn't do what? Wreck. You didn't wreck, and you didn't. You were not the person that ran over the, the stop sticks. Okay, yes, I was not that person. I missed the stop sticks. That's embarrassing. That's a, well, that's a good ending. Run, that's run, running out of gas is okay. okay well, that happens to everybody. Forgivable. You was... just don't want to be the one that, that wrecks. And wrecking would almost be more, you know, forgivable than than being that one person that runs over the the stop sticks. And now you've got four flat tires. Yes. Now the stop sticks. We're talking about the thing that you throw out in front of the vehicle that the bad guy runs off, uh, runs over it, flattens the four tires, and you snatch it back out so that the patrol cars don't run over it. Well. For those of you that aren't police officers, might not understand that if you do that, you're not going to live that down for the next 25 years. No, that, <laughs> that, 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 will, that will go with you for the rest of your career, and it happens with every one of them. I, I can't think of one of, of a successful you know, tire deflation device deployment where there hasn't been at least one flat tire on a, on a police car out of, out, of, out of the whole thing. Yeah, you don't want, if you're in a car chase and they're going to deploy the stop sticks, you don't want to be the next vehicle behind the bad guy. No. Yeah. You want to be about three vehicles back. Okay, well, we've had a good time here today, and we're going to, since this is our last recording before Christmas, we'll say Merry Christmas here to you, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today, and please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping, email at info at practicalprepping.info, and our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.